What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode 184 today. Uh, 7.20 on a Thursday, about 40 minutes till the NFL draft, hour and 40 till I go play some softball. So uh, I'm energized. I'm ready to go. We are into the playoffs. Regular season is over. Playoffs have arrived. Favorite time of the year. Uh, see what you're really made of, see where guys who maybe haven't had success in the league now are making runs and higher seeds and have good teams that could really do some damage. I think there's a lot of really good teams. Um, Before I talk about the playoffs, just want to kind of talk about the regular season. Um, Thought it was a good regular season. Wouldn't say it was our best one, uh, our best one, but it was definitely a really good regular season. A lot of some really high level competitive games, not as much drama on the field in terms of like theatrics and like game winners and stuff like that. But we definitely had our fair share of this season, but not as many as I feel like in past seasons. But uh, yeah, I didn't like how the season ended with Negra- uh, the, the, the Dolphins forfeiting last three games, Cowboys forfeiting their last two games on the last day of the regular season. On a day where it had they won two games, they would have been in the playoffs, um, because the Lions would have lost lost to the Chargers and then would have lost to the Cowboys, which would have kept them at three lo- three three loss uh, three wins, and the Cowboys would have made the playoffs with a two and zero day. Um, disappointed in how that ended. Uh, I don't blame Dan. I think if listen, you can't make people show up, and if they don't think they're going to win two games, they're not going to show up. I guess so. Um, Dan had an up and down first season in the league. Some good moments, some bad moments. I definitely want to have him back in for another season because I think he could definitely build off this, figure out how to play the flag game and be a good quarterback in the league. But rough year one for him. Not um, Just need to see more. And I'm definitely going to 100% give him another shot at quarterback if he wants it. Um, then the other team didn't make the playoffs was the Bengals, uh, led by Sam Allen. Um a team that had a lot of opportunities to win games late in the season and make the playoffs against winnable opponents just were not able to really get it done. Had a cre- had a great win week win one uh win week one win week one against the Vikings who ended up being the number two seed, um, but then they only pulled out wins week two against the Lions who ended as the uh, eight seed. And they beat the Dolphins. The last, I think that was the last game that the Dolphins actually played before their season was over. So um, it, it, it's, it, it, was, it was a tough... Sam had his ups and downs, got hurt early in the season. Connor stepped in, did a decent job. I don't think he was able to get any of the win, any wins. A um, lot of really close games for them. A lot of games that if they were played 10 times, they might, they're going to only lose maybe uh, five or six of them. So... Um, just didn't fall the way. Sam, I don't think played his best ball, but he had his moments. Um, Keanu had a really good season. Connor Mullen, welcome back, had a good season. Uh, this, we talk, I talked about it. This was a team that, um, throughout the entire season, never had their full team show up one time. Never one time. Never one week of the seven weeks, they had all seven players show up. Uh, all 10 players show up for the, for the team. Uh, I believe Jake was the only one that played in every single game. Um, just a tough, just a tough season for them. They finished three and seven, miss out in the playoffs. All right, let's talk about the week seven recap. I'm gonna go kind of quick on this because I think everyone really more so wants to hear about the playoffs and kind of how I think things are gonna shake out and stuff like that. So, um, first game of the day was the um, 
was the Vikings versus the Raiders, which ended up being for the two seed based on how everything played out. Um, had the Raiders won, they wouldn't they they uh, they would have been a higher seed for sure. So the Vikings beat the Raiders. I believe the final score was uh, 27-24. Um, we played really well. <laughs> My team played really well. Dylan couldn't show up. Didn't show up because he was stuck in Jersey City because there was a marathon. He couldn't get out of the city. Pip was on vacation. Uh, and Emmett couldn't show up as well. So we played with seven. Malozzi shows up late. Um, but we uh, it was weird. Like, we didn't miss a beat. I thought their defense was going to uh, have a lot more energy. Their team in general was going to have a lot more energy. But me and Chris talked about it after. They're, they just didn't come to play. Uh, we came to play. We, we've been talking about this game. It's probably the most active my chai has been um, the past two weeks. So... I'm not surprised that we came out with a, a good amount of energy, scored early, kind of took a big lead, and then by the time they woke up and got their offense going, it was just a little too late. Um, they did have a chance to uh, get a stop and continue the game, um, but we were able to pick up the first down after an onside kick um, or run the clock out after the onside kick. Um it was a really good game. It was a, it was a high, it was a highly competitive game. Q had two touchdowns. Um, we connected early on like a backside post on a play action, and then we and then he took a forty five yard screen to the house. Blocking was perfect. And Q, if you know Q, he got the run. He had to get away from the cop speed. So um, once he got into the open field, I knew he was gone. Um, I thought I did a really good job of making guys miss in the backfield. Ray obviously caused his problems, but we were able to limit the limit the negative plays and kind of just keep the offense moving forward. Defense played really well in the first half. Uh, look, kind of probably a little got a little lackadaisical in the second half, but the Raiders are a team that uh, any given day, they could be any team in the league. They played the Steelers really close. They played me really close. Uh, they played Chiefs to a one score game. Um, so we know they, they got what it takes to get it done, but they just got to kind of get over the hump, beat those elite teams, the top tier quarterbacks in the league. Um, but they're right there. They're right there on the cusp. They finish as the five seed after the way everything shook out. Um, and I think that they're in a prime position to, if they play their best ball now, they're going to make a run. Um, they can make a run for sure. They have a tough first round matchup um, against the Bills and they probably have to meet up with the Steelers potentially in the semis. But they played both those teams close this year. Or no, they played uh, the Steelers close this year, and they didn't play the Bills, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, we pull out the win and get the two seed. All right, other 9 o'clock game. I actually just watched this game on YouTube. Lions versus Chargers. Uh, really good game by both sides. Thought Leota made a lot of really good throws. Thought Collis found DeLon in space, and DeLon made a lot happen. Collis doing... Uh, I thought called a pretty good game. They set up a really good play where they ran right, and a couple plays later, they ran right, but there was a play-action boot receiver wide open for a touchdown. Um... The Chargers offense last couple weeks has definitely picked it up. They moved the ball well. Uh, Kyle is definitely going to have to use his legs in the playoffs. Um, they're going to have to score a lot of points because they play against the Chiefs in the first round. Um, but in this game, they were able to score in the high 20s. They scored 27. Um, won by a score. Their team is just relentless on the defensive line. The reason, uh, Part of the reason why their defense is so good is besides the athletes they have in the secondary that are able to make plays, they have three guy, three-headed monster on the defensive line, really four-headed monster if you count Ray, um, that really get after the quarterback and make just make the quarterback uh, uncomfortable and um, bail out of pockets. And they might not be the fastest group, but they have DeLon, who's probably the best defensive lineman in the game, or one of the, if not the... Um, 
and he just causes havoc as well as Fernando and Claude. So it just allows the DBs to play a little bit more physical, a little bit more aggressive because you know the ball is probably going to have to come out quick, or the or the lineman or the quarterback's going to have to make a play with his feet. Um, Leota did a good job, but the offensive line without, I think they were missing Leota's brother, who's a bigger body. Um, Justin Suarez had to play line for them. Uh, Leota moved the ball still, I thought, added uh, a little bit with the line that he had playing in front of him. It just wasn't able to match up against the Chargers. It's just a tough matchup for them. An, a D-line a D line that could really uh, overpower the line of scrimmage and really make life difficult for you. Um, but Leota got the ball fast. He made guys miss, and he kind of kept them in the game. I know they they changed to Vin late in the game because Leota had to move to the line to kind of help out the offense. Vin scores touchdown. They don't get the onside kick. Um, lose by a score, but um, it was a good game. The Lions didn't know at the time that the Cowboys were gonna um, forfeit their second game of the day, so the Lions didn't know that they were they were in the they were in the clear until after they found out uh, after the game that the Cowboys were not going to be playing. So they pick up a win and get to four wins on the season. Um, the Chargers pick up their sixth win of the year. Uh, got a really good defense. Brazil makes plays on both sides of the ball really well. And Collis had a really good game on defense at four or five pass breakups. Uh, just, a, just a playmaker, a guy who can, uh, tracks the ball really well and um, knows, knows, knows the game well and puts himself in good position to make a lot of plays. So uh, Chargers have turned it around. Two and three start, finish out the season six and four. Uh, four and one, their last five. I kind of like the way this team is trending. And I think that they do have a tough first round matchup against the Chiefs, but they're playing their best football right now, which is obviously what you want to be doing heading into the playoffs. Other game was the 49ers versus the Bengals. Bengals came in with three wins on the season, needing at least needing to 100% win this game and then possibly get some help from other, uh, other sources um, to make the playoffs. And Honestly, they just didn't play that good of a game. Defensively, they played really well. Offensively, they just were not able um, to really. They weren't able to punch in when they got inside the red zone. I had the one, uh, the one fade to Jake. Um, they punted a few times. They would get inside the twenty-five. They got inside the twenty-five couple possessions, but just weren't able to capitalize and score in the red zone. Um, they didn't. I'm not sure if they score. They didn't score off of a pick and where Connor Mullen got. Um, out at the one yard line or the two yard line, so that's that. That but they their defense also made a stop where when Sam threw a pick and they got it at the one yard line or two. Uh, the Niners got it at the one or two yard line. So, um, it was it wasn't a good offensive game. Both these defenses definitely dominated the show. Um, Suroff missed a lot of throws to a lot of guys that were open. I just watched this game. That's why I know so much about it. Um, I think that. He needs to clean it up before the playoffs start because there he missed some wide open guys on some balls that I expect him to throw as I expect him to make. Um, defensively, though, they played great. They held Bengals to six points. Um, they win this game 19 to six or eight, 19 to six, I believe. But the last play of the game was uh, Suroff tips it up in the air off the line and Alex Crockett took it for a pick six. So um, tough way to end the season for the Bengals. I know I talked about how their season ended before. Um, in kind of my little rant about the season, the teams that didn't make it. Um, but it, they had their opportunities this year, but they never had a full team. It's tough when you don't have your full team because subs are very key at times. And it kind of just allows you to see where everyone can fit potentially the best throughout the season. But when you never have your full team, you're kind of just always playing on the fly, playing with subs. And there's just no continu- continuity. And... 
other teams in the league have built up a lot of continuity with at least seven or eight guys. Maybe not every guy shows up every week, but they have a core seven or eight that are showing up consistently and you're building that continuity. And now defenses are very well oiled and they're moving as one and offensive lines are playing well and offenses are making plays. So um, it was tough for the Bengals. They were dealt a tough hand and they were not able to overcome it. So uh, loses game 19-6. Niners win the first game of their doubleheader. Um, Cowboys forfeited versus the Lions. Lions get their fourth win, make the playoffs. Cowboys forfeit versus Steelers. Steelers get their ninth win of the season. Um, Niners playing in their second game against the Chiefs. I also just watched this game. Um, what did I think about this game? Honestly, Tommy's a beast. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I watched Chiefs versus Oilers. But... Um, what I know about this game is they kept it close. The Niners, Chiefs won. Chiefs uh, defense, normal Tommy Galante defenses because Tommy's offenses are so strong. Puts your defense in a tough place. But Remy, Malik, Tommy was playing D-line this week, I saw. Um, very impressed with them. I need them to have a full team for the playoffs because they need Cardona back. I hope he's back this week for them. Uh, he's an integral part of their their trenches on both sides of the ball. Brings a lot of energy to their club. Um and like I always say about Tommy, it's going to go as him and his number one receiver go and him and Malik. Uh, Dennis made some plays in this game. Um, he moves, he spreads the ball. He spreads the wealth. Remy um, gets some touches, plays mostly defense, but um, very good flag puller. Played some middle linebacker this week. So they have versatility regardless of what personnel they come with. I just hope that they have their full personnel because I think that when they have their full personnel and they're playing how they want to play, they get after the quarterback with uh, with Cop. And Cardona, and they're able to make plays. Giants and Marco Stallworth on both sides of the trenches. Um, does his job, can make plays off the line. Uh, they win this game. Bi- uh, they win this game by a score. And I didn't see a lot of it, so I can't comment that much. Uh, in their second game, they played against the Oilers, which is the game I did see. Um, very, very, very fun game to watch. A lot of big plays, good defensive plays. Uh, Tommy making a bunch of dudes miss as he always does. Malik um, had a big interception inside the end zone uh, when the Oilers were trying to stage a comeback. Uh, Hughes had a big game receiving. I just like the way the Chiefs play, man. The Chiefs, Tommy is el- elusive, makes guys miss, always finds receivers down the field. Um, not sure what the final score of this game was off the top of my head. Uh, but I know the Chiefs won. They improved to seven and three on the season. Pick up the number three seed uh, in the playoffs. Not surprised to see Tommy as a top three seed. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Malik, one of the best players in the league. Uh, they have a great, they have a great athlete trio with Sutton and Remy on the defense side of the ball. Sepp play on the offense side of the ball. Um, I don't even know what I want to say about them. As for the Oilers, Mikey played a pretty good game. Just had just made the one mistake uh, in the end zone, and then they, a couple of times they weren't able to punch it in. Uh, Mikey turns on the playoffs. He's a winner. I'm never going to count his team out. I like his line, and his receivers have has done much better than anyone could have expected being drafted as low as they were. Um, I hope they get Caleb Hunt back. Bartlett has been a rising star in the league for the last two seasons, so I'm very excited to see uh, how he plays as being their number one receiver in a big time playoff game, playing game this week against the Niners. Um, and Cirillo was making plays as well on both sides of the ball. Uh, 
There's a lot of good teams, man. The Oilers are the 10 seed, and I like their talent. Jirok, Jirok as well. Um, they're going to be a tough out for whoever they got to match up with. If they're able to win a first game, they're going to give a, a team some a run for their money in the playoffs. Um, all right. The other hmm, – who's talk about? We'll talk about Jags-Bills first. Um, back and forth game. Sobes making Sobes making a lot of really good throws. Sobes in a really good groove right now. I like the way he's playing. He's making guys miss in the backfield, not trying to do too much, getting rid of the ball uh, much faster than I ever have seen him get rid of the ball. Um, a lot of underneath stuff and let their guys rock. They're another team who invested in the line early and then picked up their receivers late, and they've done more than what could be expected of them. Mike Russo, Cam Crooms, Denoya. Uh, Joe Venti has been a breakout player this year. I think on the Bills' offense, he's done a lot for them. Um, no Mike Russo in this for this on this day for the Bills, but uh, they played a really good game in this game. And this was after they lost their game to the Steelers, which I'll talk about after. Um, this was after they lost. They knew they needed to get at least one win to get to the seven win mark, which would put them at a guaranteed top four seed. Um, and they. They played a really good game. Uh, defensively, they definitely got pressure on Trevor. Um, Trevor was getting rid of the ball fast. Liam had a huge day um, uh, in this day on both in both games combined. Um, he, after missing the last week, two games, he needed to come out and have a really big day, and he definitely did that. CJ making plays. Uh, Deion Miller is huge. When the Jags have Deion Miller playing for them on the offensive line, it definitely changes the way Trevor's able to play a quarterback. Um Cologne's out for the season, I believe. Jodell doing his usual thing for them. And Ubeer's been a beast for them on the defensive line. Um, definitely the guy who gives quarterbacks the most problems on that line. Shamir as well. Um, they, they got a talented group. They hit a, they hit a really weird rough patch in the middle of the season. Very uh, unlike Trevor-led teams. Kind of, I won't even say the middle of the season. I want to say a majority of the season. They started this, they, start, they really, they've only won games on two separate days. They went 2-0 and in week one, and they went 2-0 and in week seven. They didn't win a game from week two to week six. Huh. Wow. Well, they showed up when they needed to. Oh, no, 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 no. They definitely, no, I'm sorry. No, they won, a, they won another game. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Um... They won another game in there somewhere. I'm sorry. They had three wins going into the last day. Um, they they're a good team. Um, they are a good team. Trevor's playing good. Played really good ball this past uh, the last week. This past week in the two games, he played very well. Um, I think that as long as he plays that way and Liam continues to be a great yards after the catch guy, it's so important in fly getting yards after the catch, making being being able to make one guy miss. Um, it just puts you at an advantage because you get in the second and short. You get into you get some touchdowns that maybe you weren't expecting to get on a hitch play where Liam takes it the, the distance. Um, it, it's it's an offensive bailout sometimes, and it, it's really important to have. And they have two guys who I think are really able to do that um, with CJ and Liam, as well as Stiz, honestly, who doesn't play that much offense. But I could see him playing more offense this week because it's a playoff game and. You need your best seven guys out there. So I could see him playing some offense and being very a part of the offense game plan. Uh, Jags. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This game ended with Bills were winning by three points or two points. And the Jaguars were marching down the field, marching down the field. And Joe Denoya pick six. Uh, not pick six. Joe Denoya interception in the end zone. Uh, made a nice play on the ball. Trevor was a little late where he wanted to get with the football. And Joe Denoya made a really nice play. Picked that shit off with one hand. 
Um, it, it was uh, he was definitely not having his best game going going into that play. But it doesn't matter because you make the play of the game, you win your team the game, and uh, all is forgiven. So uh, Joe Noya definitely a hero in this one for the Bills as they pick up the victory. Um, I went out of order, but I want to talk about the uh, Steelers' first game against, I mean, the Bills' first game against the Steelers. Um, this was a great game. I ref this one. This was a very good game to uh, watch if you were spectating. Uh, Steelers were looking for that 10-0. Bills were looking to spoil the party. And um, it, it started out seven quick 7-7 seven, seven back and forth. It was tied up 13-13. Uh, and then I believe the... Steelers went up by two scores, went up 27-13. I think I looked at someone and I said, yeah, this one's about to be over. And uh, the Bills were able to come down and score, don't get the conversion. So it was 27-19, or no, 27-19, so they were down by eight. And um, then they get the, they go for the onside kick, don't get it, which I think a lot more teams are utilizing the onside kick to some, some in some ways, your advantage. So, um, because if you're able, if you onside kick when you're losing in the second half, yes, you give the team first and goal for the 20, but they're only going to have the ball for four plays. And if you're able to lock down for four plays, you're able to, I know you give them 25 yards up from the starting point of the, of the 45, but if you trust your defense to make a play, you can get the ball back and less time comes off the clock, gives you more time on offense, gives you more time to stage your comeback, less time that the other team has the ball and able to control it. Cause the Steelers are also a team that will use four plays and then use four more plays and pick up a touchdown and get eight, go eight drive, eight, eight plays and score a touchdown. So um, I think that the Bills were smart going for the onside kick, not getting it, um, unfortunately, Laguna with a couple big sacks in this one in the second half. Um, but they were able to get the stop. They were able to get the stop. They got a big sack on one of the early downs, kind of forced the, uh, the Steelers into third and long, fourth and long. Um, weren't able to convert. Bills get the ball back. Um, and get inside the 20, but the Steelers' defense, which has been definitely noted as the best defense in the league, um, they held down, and they made plays, and they got sacks, and they won the game. Um, Very important. This was a great game in the trenches. Kalka, Douglas, and Rhett against the Laguna brothers, um, and Kev Morris, and Lebo. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I thought they did both. Both teams did a really good job of keeping it pretty clean in the in the pocket and on the trenches in this game. And the guys in the secondary were making a lot of plays. Mark Okota was out there making plays. Griff, um, Cam Crooms had a long touchdown. It was a really spirited game. I was happy I got to see it. Uh, and I think if these two teams met again in the semifinals, we would see another very very good game. <sighs> Bill, uh, Steelers win 27-25. All right, last game of the day was the Jags versus the Oilers. Um, this game was 13-6 Jaguars after a score. And then the following things occurred. Jaguars interception by Trevor. Jaguars touchdown to Liam, I believe. Extra point good. 20-7. Uh, Next play, you beer pick six. This was all within... This is all. This is twenty five seconds of game of game clock right before the half, um, and it it just it turned the game on its head. It was over after that. The Oilers were down, uh, th- uh, down three scores just like that. They could have gone to the half down one score instead. They're down three scores, um, and kind of life was kind of taken out of them. It was second game of back to back for them. They had lost the first game. Uh, they knew they were in the playoffs because the Bengals had lost, and everyone had at least four wins. 
Um, and I think that if the Oilers had any chance in that game, that couldn't happen in, in the end of the first half. Sorry, I had to collect my thoughts there. Um, they just imploded in the last 50 seconds. It just, it wasn't good. And you have to hope it doesn't translate to the playoffs this week because you do not want to be playing like that in the playoffs because teams will take full advantage in the playoffs and make sure you pay for mistakes like that, just like the Jaguars did in this game. Um, Liam had a huge game, two or three touchdowns in this one. Uh, Trevor was feeling himself. They win this game 55-19. to 19. Uh, This is the game for the Oilers that you uh, just forget it happened, and that's that. Uh, it's over. You made the playoffs. You're the 10th seed, and you just got to keep rolling just like that. So, uh I am uh, interested to see if their 0-2 this this past week carries over to next week. Hopefully they have a full squad. would love to see that team with a full squad because I think I touted them highly in the, in the power rankings early in the season. And I think that um, they have the trench, the, the, the people in the trenches to move the line and win the battle in the trenches. But um, Mikey needs to play better. Uh, can't be making mistakes like that. Two interceptions before half, can't cut it. But uh, this defense did not step up at all in this game. Uh, like I said, they still gave up 30-something points or 40-something points just between the defense alone without those two interceptions. So I'm not going to put it on Mikey at all. Mikey also didn't play defense in this game. I know Mikey will be on the field all game, I assume, in the playoff game. So uh, this is when the best play, and I assume Mikey, I'm not worried about Mikey in the playoffs, but uh, kind of checking the mojo going. All right, that does it for the recap. Sorry if I did not know a lot about your game. I uh, don't have the most time in my life still right now, but uh, much more than I did recently in uh, March and April. So, um, okay, so here's where we stand. Seeding goes like this. One seed was the Steelers finished 10-0. Uh, the Vikings are the two. Chiefs the three. Um, Chiefs were the three. The Bills were the four. The Raiders were the five. The Chargers were the six, and then in the play-ins, the seven-seed Niners will play the ten-seed Oilers, and the eight-seed Lions will play the nine-seed Jaguars. All right, so the playing games will be happening um, first, so those two games will both be happening at nine o'clock. First game, the seven-seed Niners versus the ten-seed Oilers. Um, let's see. This is a rematch of week one. In week one... Um, the Niners won this game 19 to 6. Uh this was still when the Oilers were um this is still when the Oilers were playing with Jarrock at quarterback. Mikey was kind of coming in subbing in the second halves occasionally. Um but it was it was still a, a to be decided factor at quarterback. So I I am honestly going to throw that away because these teams are much different than they were in week 1. Um no Augie still out the appendix. Um, they have Jelani playing for them for the playoffs. Um, the rest of the team should be there, I guess. Maybe no Simpkins. Um, for the Oilers, Caleb's questionable. Not sure if he's going to be playing. Um, but otherwise, besides that. Oh, my thoughts on this game. Um, this is a Suroff versus Mikey matchup in the playoffs. Mikey notorious for uh, having multiple championship game runs. Has a title under his belt. Made another championship game. 
Surov yet to get past the semifinals, yet to reach his first finals, and now I think his seventh season in Bear Down, or sixth season maybe, I'm not really into I think it's seventh. Um, and if he's going to get over the hump, got to come in with a good game plan. Defense has to be on point. The la- last couple weeks, I've kind of been a little disappointed how the defense has played, giving up a lot more scores than we're used to seeing from a group that has guys like Dins and Simpkins and Bullen, uh, Surov and Sedan on the line. Um, it, it it's gonna they're they're gonna it's gonna be an interesting battle in the trenches because I do think the Oilers have the advantage in the trenches in this game. Um, so I think Sarov's gonna have to come in with a good game plan. His team is much different than it looks like than it looked like week one. Uh, they're gonna have to be ready, and Sarov's gonna have to play well, and Bowen's gonna have to play at a, at a high level, and Jelani's gonna have to f- figure out how much he can fit into this team with just with no weeks played under his belt in a while in the league. So, um. It, it it's it, it's an interesting game because it's a team that knows who they are and does what they do in the Oilers um, versus a team with a lot of moving parts and still kind of a lot to figure out and not as much continuity as I would expect going into the playoffs for a Suroff-led team. Um, I'm a little nervous about this game for the Niners, who are the seventh seed. I think the Oilers are definitely going to be able to pull off the upset, and I think I'm going to pick the Oilers to pull off the upset. I think that um, they have the players that have had a lot of success in this league on their team. They have very good trenches play. And if they're going to, um, and if the Niners are going to win, they're going to have to play better than they did this past week. I know they got a win against the Bengals, but it didn't look very good. And they lose to the Chiefs who, although very good team, still a loss. Um, I got to see Surf get back in his groove and I got to see it now. Um, if Surf wins his game and the Niners pull this one out, I will not be shocked at all. And then they would play against me. So maybe this is a little uh, a little um, extra to do for them. Extra on top, extra motivation, chip on their shoulder to get past this first game so they can get that opportunity to play against me again. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Oilers, though. I don't think seeding really matters here. I think the Oilers um, right now are the better team. So I'm taking the Oilers. Close one, though, because Mikey doesn't play in blowouts. He only plays in close games. With them. Well, he doesn't really blow people out. He plays in close games, slow the clock down. Um, Mikey and Surf always play very close games, so I'm not, not going to be shocked when this one comes down to the final possession. Other game, the 8-seed Lions versus the 9-seed Jaguars. This is a matchup of, um, of two teams. Um... Of two teams that played just two weeks ago, the Lions won that game to kind of get their season turned around and back on track and give themselves an opportunity going into the last week of the season to make the playoffs, and they were able to do so. Um, In that game, Liam Knowles did not play, and it just wasn't a good showing by the Jaguars. The Lions were the hungrier dog. And that day was the day that Trevor didn't have Liam, and I think with Liam there, the game is a much different story. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do to try to slow down the off, slow down the Jaguars offense with Liam, um, because Liam kind of really opens up everything for everyone else and also just gets his at all times. So, uh, it's, it's a different matchup than it was two weeks ago. Um, the Lions are going to have to play well in the trenches, Hardigan, Dean, uh, I'm assuming Leota's brother will be back playing in the, playing on the offensive line, defensive line as well. He's gotten much better as the season's gone on. Um, I think you're going to see Joe Leota on the defensive line this game because it's the playoffs and there's nothing left to lose. Got to give it all out. Got to play your best guys. 
and I think he's one of their best three defensive linemen. So um, we could see Vingargano a quarterback in this game. I would not be shocked by it. Um, but I think I'm going to take the Jaguars in this game, man. Uh, Leota is playing his best football right now. Uh, he's playing, he's throwing the ball with anticipation. He's lost, he, he's lost a few pounds. He moving a lot better. He's lighter on his feet. Uh, played a really good game against the Chargers. I talked about earlier in the podcast. I, I, I think they're, they're playing good football right now. The Lions, if they win this game, I'm not going to be shocked. I just think that they played them very close the first time and the best player on the, the, the best two players. I'm sorry. You beer also was not there. Um, for the first time, the last time these two teams played. So, um, I'm taking the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are the better team. Um, I thought that in, I thought that in the beginning of the season, I probably thought it during the middle of the season, even when they lost that game to them. And I still think it now, but Leota's a baller. He's had success in this league. I'm not counting him out, but Trevor, uh, Trevor, Trevor's a seasoned vet as well. And delivering the ball with velocity and accuracy right now. He's playing very confident football. I'm taking the Jaguars. Um, could be by multiple scores. All right. So the way the playing works is the highest seed left, meaning like the set, the seven one, they would play against the two seed, the Vikings. And um, if the 10 seed wins, they'll play against the Steelers automatically because they'd be the lowest seed remaining. So, the Steelers and the Vikings, although having the one and two seed, do not know who they will be playing in the first round of the playoffs until ten five minutes before maybe the games or maybe if the if the Niners Oilers game is a blowout in either direction, we'll know who's playing the winner of the Lions Jaguars game, um, and vice versa. So um, the seven ten game kind of decides who plays who in the in the first round. So at ten o'clock, you have the Steelers. Um, in my predictions against the Oilers, I don't really want to like preview the game because the game might not even happen, but the Oilers can match them in the trenches in terms of like player for player. It won't be like that, but the Oilers last time those two teams played Steelers, uh, they didn't have Mikey Jarrock play quarterback. They lost 26, seven. It would be a closer game, but I would take the Steelers. Other 10 o'clock game would be me versus uh, the Jaguars. Would be a very good game. Me and Trevor always play super close games. If it ends up being me versus Trevor in the first round, it's going to be a dogfight. So uh, be be there to watch that one. Um, the 11 o'clock game is the Bills versus the Raiders. Bills versus Raiders. This is a... Um, this is a game that did not happen this season. The Bills did not play the Raiders. And I'm very, I love that that happened because um, I, 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 you, don't, you don't really know who's going to make the playoffs, who's not before the season. But uh, it's cool to see that we're getting a matchup in the regular season, uh, in the playoffs that did not happen in the regular season. So um, Raiders versus Bills. This is a game in the trenches that um, is up for grabs, can be won by either team, I think. Um, you have Mark Nicholas, Ray Cofano, and uh, Ace against Douglas, Rhett, and Kalka. I think on paper, you would think Douglas, Rhett, and Kalka should win this matchup. But the Raiders are a really good group. They get after the quarterback. Um, little undersized if Brandon Allende moves to the line. Um, they kind of showed me like on last week, they, they put a defense out there that it had their best seven players out there. And I looked at them and I said, oh, this is your playoff defense. I can tell. Um, their playoff defense is good. It's a good seven. And if they can get after the quarterback rushing too, 
with just Ray like really causing havoc. Um, it could be it could be a tough day for Sobs and company on offense, but I think that no matter which where whichever lineman he decides to go against, I don't think he's gonna necessarily have a pro uh, that he's not gonna he's not gonna get his way with any of those guys. All those guys on the Bills offensive line are really good. So um, Ray's gonna have to have a really good game. He's gonna have to set the tempo um, for the defense to get those DBs going. They need to play better than they did last week. They can't be giving up 27 points. Not that they can't, not that they can't score um with with anyone in the league the the Raiders, but you just don't want to be putting you don't, you don't want to be giving up those type of points in a championship in a, in a playoff game because playoff games are a little bit slower. Um they're not always you don't always get as many possessions as you'd like. Um and I this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a really good game. I feel like whichever team I pick against is going to be feel super slighted. Um, I played both these teams. <laughs> Honestly, we, we kind of handled both of them. Um, I think Douglas. I uh, let me let me let me let me start by saying this: keys to the game for the Raiders are going to be Hogreave getting back to that the the getting rid of the ball in the slant. And getting Dariel going because Dariel did not get going last week on offense. So I think one of the keys is for them is to get Dariel going on offense defensively. Ray has to set the tone on the line of scrimmage and kind of win his matchups when he has the opportunities to. And then for the the Bills, I think for for the offense, it's going to be Sobes just not trying to do too much, getting rid of the football, making guy letting letting his receivers make plays because he's got Russo and Cam on the outside. Um, it's going to be a tough matchup with who the DB, the DBs on the Raiders, but I, I like, I like, um, I like how the Bills have been playing offensively in the last couple of weeks. They're getting rid of the ball fast. Kokoda making a lot of guys miss in the open space. Um, need to get Douglas, I think, more involved in the offense, in the, in, like, like he needs to be, be a part of the offense because that you make the Raiders worry about one more guy. Um, this is a tough game. I think you guys can tell by how I'm talking about it. I'm gonna. I'm having a tough time in my head deciding which way I want to go. Hmm. Oh, geez. Who am I gonna take? I think I'm gonna. Oh, fuck. I've been talking about. I. If you look at the how I talked about each team this year, the Bills. I was very high on at the beginning of the season. I was right by that because they finished seven and three. The Raiders. I liked as well. They fin. They were. They were a. Um, a down team week one, then an up team for a couple weeks, and they lost 0-2, then they went 2-0. So they're able to battle back and battle through adversity, but I think I got to roll with the Bills in this one. I think the Bills um, are the slightly better team, and I think they're going to get the job done, and I, I hate that because I want to see Chris make a little bit of a run. Um, I think whichever team wins this game and is able to move on to play against probably the Steelers, um it's going to be a really good matchup. So, I'm excited for this one. I think Bills versus Raiders is going to be a is going to be a very good game standalone by itself and uh should be a really good game. I'm taking the Bills in a close one. Uh but like I usually say if the Raiders win, I'm not surprised and I will and I, no one there should be shocked. But uh I'm rolling with Sobs right now. I think Sobs is playing really good football. All right. The other 
game at 12 o'clock, we have the three seed Chiefs playing against the six seed Chargers. Another game that I believe did not happen this year. Um, if I'm wrong about that, I'm actually checking the YouTube as we speak and I do not see it. So I believe the Chiefs versus the Chargers also did not happen this year. Um, which is, which once again is to me is super cool. Um, it, it brings two teams that have no familiarity with each other. We, they can't go back to, oh, this is how we played them last time, and this is what happened. Um, and it, it should be interesting to see how these teams come out. I think the Chargers definitely have the better trench play, but I don't think they're going to be able to like overpower, dominate the line where Tommy won't have time to throw, won't have time to make plays with his feet. But the line, if the line is playing at D-line, it's, it's, a, it's a handful for whoever he goes against. And he's going to win his matchup more times than not. And he's going to put his defense in a really good position to uh, be aggressive on the deep ball and aggressive on the short game and the slants and the the swing passes that Tommy loves to throw. Um, Collis going for his first playoff win in Bear Down. He, yeah, he lost to Trevor. Yeah, he's looking for his he's looking for his first win in Bear Down in the Bear Down playoffs. Um, played in a, a three two or three one score games that just weren't able to go his way. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, let's see keys to the game offensively for the chargers, I think is going to be how often can they get the ball into the line's hands because he's probably their best playmaker with the ball in his hands. Um, and how much are they really going to try? How much are they going to try to run? I think their play action game needs to be fully in effect. I think they need to utilize a lot of pre stat motion like they were this this past week against the Lions. Um, they can run a lot of stuff off of that motion, and I think that defensively they just got to get off the quarterback. The line needs to the line Claude and Fomundo, They need to be um, aggressive in there in their rush, but also making sure they don't over pursue, don't get to the court, uh, miss the flag. And then they put their defense in a, in a tough position where Tommy will have the opportunity open space in front or find a receiver down the field. Um, as for the chiefs offensively, just do what you do. Um, I don't think anyone's proven they can like really stop you. Teams have gotten stops, but you st- the Chiefs usually end up putting up at least four touchdowns a game. Twenty, they, I think they average thirty plus thirty plus this season. Again, not a surprise for a Tommy led team. Um, and then defensively, I talked about it in the pre in the in the recap of the games when they have their best seven out there: uh, Remy, Tommy, Malik, Dennis, with uh, D line of Samarco, Cardona, and Wickup. I think that's a really good seven. And I think that they're they got guys who are aggressive. They got good flag pullers, and they're going to get after the quarterback. Um, I'm going with offense in this game because I think offense offense is going to be uh, how this like this game is going to be played in the high 20s because Tommy is just able to score so quickly at times and able to hit on big plays. So the Chargers, although they did have a good offensive game the past the past week or so week or two um, throughout the season, they have struggled offensively. They have won four of their last five. They are playing good football right now. Um, but the Chiefs have also, I believe, won four of their last five or maybe five of their last six. So um, I'm taking the Chiefs. I think the three seed, the Chiefs are going to move on. I think uh, they have the better quarterback. Doesn't always mean you win, 
Because I do think that the Chargers, if they're able to really dominate this game in the trenches and really make Tommy feel uncomfortable and they're not able to move the football the way they want to, then the Chargers need to muddy muddy this game up a little bit, keep it under 20, keep it in the low 20s, and they'll have a good chance to win. But uh, I'm rolling with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs get to their 25 to 30 point range and pull out the win. But uh, if they get bullied in the trenches and they don't take on blocks and don't don't do what they need to do defensively, they could be in for a tough game, um, which I'm expecting a tough game. But I, I think the Chiefs are going to win. So I know I'm going chalk with the one, two, three and four seeds. I did pick an upset with the 10 seed and the nine seed winning any team in the playoffs in this playoffs, I think, is capable of winning the championship. I think everyone has shown that that's made the playoffs that they're able to play good football for a long a, a peer a good stretch of time and that these top four to six seeds are really good and I think any of them can knock each other off um the seven through ten are also they're good teams but they've just been a little more inconsistent throughout the year so um there's a reason why I picked the top four seeds to win it's not because I it's what's get, the top seeds always win but I kind of just think that right now these top four teams are a little bit better than the rest but that's not to say the Raiders and the Chargers aren't also on that level. I'm just picking against them this week. So, um, did that shit in 45 minutes. Um, I'm very excited for the playoffs. If you're still listening, we do not currently have a field for a Sunday, but I will have more clarity on Friday. So, um, just be aware of your chats. Captains will text you as soon as they have more information. I'll be posting it on the Instagram and stats should be out next week. Hopefully before I go to Austin, if not right when I get back from Austin. So, uh, good luck to all teams in the playoffs. Shout out to the guys that didn't make the playoffs. Appreciate you playing in the league and appreciate you, uh, showing up every week or most weeks and balling out. So, uh, better luck next season. And for the teams that are in good luck and we will see you on Sunday. Peace.